that song if you guys get a chance you gotta listen to Rhino go country rapper from Cheese the Mountain Tennessee I've really been getting I love country rap guys I listen to let's see what I listen to I listen to Adam Calhoun Ryan Upchurch uh you can go back to Big Smo back in the day I can still listen to a couple of his songs um who else are we talking Taylor Ray Holbrook check out the, his songs way back when and follow that dust oh Southern Land. Oh my god, that's the best one. Uh, but I've been revitalizing myself in the country music for a while now. And I just, that's country rap and I love that. You can look at regular country classics like George Strait. I love, um, Earl Dibbles Jr. and Granger Smith. So much country music I listen to. And I love country rock as well. It's like Jason Aldean, Travis Dennings, Luke Bryan, so on and so forth. But, welcome everybody. Been a minute since I've done a show like this. This is the Liberty Grams. I'm Johnny, and uh, I got my buddy Luke saying rap and country do not mix. I never would have thought it could. But back in the day, I remember listening to Big Smo, and I thought he was an anomaly. And now when I when I finally found out about Upchurch, I'm like, oh, I just, I love his stuff. Now, I have to say, if I had to pick a single band or a single singer that I listen to more songs individually right now, of anybody, my top three, it would be, I'd have to say it because this is what I listen to mostly. I love Linkin Park. I say they're my ultimate due to longevity and I still know the lyrics of so many of their songs. Numb, In the End, Breaking the Habit, New Divide, What I've Done, uh, Paper Cut. I don't, I've never known all the words to Paper Cut, but I love that song. Oh my god, I love that song. Uh, Somewhere I Belong, that's a great one, classic. You know, you got that. So I'd have to say that my number one because of longevity, I've been listening to them since what, late nineties, I think, early two thousands, something like that. Um, so twenty years, pretty much. Um, what you, I, mean, I listen to, I love Ryan Upchurch. I listen to so many of his songs, and then I'm also, um, I really love Skillet. I've been revitalizing the Skillet, and I listen to Skillet a lot. So many great songs. What I believe, alive, awaken alive. Uh, Rise, The Resistance, that's two different songs. Um, Hero, you know, there's just so many classic songs. I, I got really, uh, Victorious, the, uh, Here Comes the Kingdom, uh, you know, Reach, so many good stuff. They got that new album, Victorious, and I just, uh, almost every single song on the, on the album, I love it. You know, I Wanna Live, uh, Save Me, you know, good stuff. Great stuff. So those would be my top three. If I had to pick one, it'd be Linkin Park due to longevity. And it's not undercutting them saying like, oh, it's only because of longevity. No, great music. Rest in peace, Chester. But I'm sitting here drinking a Merlot. I bought a bunch of bottles today. And I bought a couple cheap bottles as well so I could afford to buy some more bottles. And I got this one. It's a Dr. Henry John Lindman's uh, Bin 40 Smooth Merlot. It's the first time I've ever tried it. This thing was like six bucks. It's a product of Australia. And I'm having it. I put it in the freezer quickly just to cool it down. So I could have it for the show. I'm not the biggest Merlot fan. And this bottle makes me not want to be a fan too much. It, it's okay. I'll drink it. I bought it. It's $6. I mean, is it, uh, you know, so this is where, a quick thing. We'll get to the news. But, you know, here's the thing. Someone can ask, like, is it that good? Okay, well, is it worth what you paid for it? I paid 6 bucks. 
Is it $6 good? Yeah. I buy cheap bottles sometimes because I want to be able to afford to buy more bottles. You know, if I buy a bunch of six, seven, eight dollar bottle wines, I can buy like seven, eight bottles. Uh, you know, try different stuff. And sometimes there was some cheap ones that are amazing. I bought five bucks. I bought this one called uh, Alibi. That was a smooth wine. That was my early days of getting into wine, and that was a good wine. Um, I tend to buy bottles around ten to twenty bucks a bottle is the normal stuff. You know. So this I try I bought just to try because sometimes like I said the cheap ones are good, you know. So, so yeah. But in any case, uh, we got to get into the news. A lot of stuff. I haven't been doing this for a while, and uh, we're gonna get into this. So I got a number of news items. So uh, I lost my template that I had for the top. The way I had broken down the topics, I remember most of how I want to do it. So I remade the template, and here's what I got. I'm gonna be doing U.S. I'm gonna be doing COVID news. I'm gonna be doing. Um, uh, yeah, COVID news. Um, some uh, I, if I, if I have, uh, I have news for the Liberty Grounds, I'll say that. Um, I already got a COVID topic. You know, uh, lib, uh, yeah, COVID news, Liberty news, uh, Liberty Grounds news, and a constitutional topic. I want to try to keep these shows, as far as the recordings, to about an hour. I want to try to keep it like that. So it's going to be tough for some of these topics, but I'm going to try to push through, okay? So here's the first thing I'm going to talk about is uh, we're going to get into COVID news. And uh, the, uh, what the news I want is so now people are talking about all this uh, rise going on with COVID because it's resurging here in the U.S. It's not entirely a second wave because we never completely shut down. We had a number of shutdowns, but the the way Dr. Fauci explained on the news that he doesn't see like the idea of a second wave, and it's kind of because of the fact that we've Never shut down enough to be able to contemplate. Many people will see this as a second wave. And in individual locations, it could justify to be able to say that. So, but, you know, the news is focusing on Republican states. They're trying to make it look like Florida, Texas, and Arizona are horrible for reopening because now we have rising cases. Guess what? There's cases, there's a big resurgence happening in places like Washington, uh, New York, California. California, L.A. County is now the most populated county for confirmed COVID in the country. People would think it's New York City, but the, here's the weird thing about New York City. New York City is one city governed by a mayor that has authority, but it's the boroughs are also dual-headed as counties for the New York State government. So New York City is made up of five boroughs, and each of them are an individual county. So individually, no single county that is a borough county of New York City. I know it's confusing. Not a single borough county of New York City has more cases than L.A. County. So L.A. County is now the highest, actually, in terms of individual counties. In terms of single locations, New York City, of course. So, but you got that. But here's the other thing. Here's, here's actually some good news. The CDC, they've been taking blood tests from people who've donated blood, people who've just going in and, and testing negative and stuff like that. They've been doing antibody tests of these bloods. And they estimate now that about, we have about 2.4 million people. That have uh, gotten COVID, you know, confirmed. Uh, but the CDC estimates that for every one case of confirmed COVID, there's um, there will be about uh, ten cases that are not known because of the like, testing antibodies and stuff like that. So now they're estimating that there's ten people for every one person that's that's tested positive that don't that had it, have the antibodies, or has it and don't know it. And that's actually good news because now what that means is that the death rate, the death rate's not gone up. The death rate is, is what we have it as. The death rate is right now at about a hundred, a little over 124,000 people. I still say that that's, um, you know, the, not the real number because of the fact that we have so many people that were just declared COVID deaths that weren't. We had cases in, uh, the mayor, the, the governor of Pennsylvania had to knock off, uh, 200 from their account because of suspicion. I bet if we did have more of an order, we'd find more. The governor of Colorado nixed out like near 400, I think. Uh, there was five cases in Washington state, for example, that were just, these guys were killed by gunshots and, and, you know, they were killed by gunfire and they were counted as COVID. So if we did a full audit, some people estimate as high as a quarter of all the, the, the deaths are not COVID, you know, but they were just labeled as that. So let's take the 124 odd thousand that's been confirmed. And we're going to divide and So they say for every one case that's confirmed, there's 10 cases. So we have 2.4 million. So that means you got to add 24 million on top of the 2.4. 
you know, it's not like, okay, one out of ten is confirmed. It's saying one and then there's ten more per case. So it's 26 million. It's over 26 million, but let's just be conservative and say 26 million, okay? 120, uh, instead of saying 27, I'd rather round, round down instead of rounding up in this case for the high number. So 124,000 deaths. We divided by 26 million. What does that come out to? 0.47%. The death rate of initially people were trying to make the claim that it was going to be like 3.5%. For every 100 people, 3.5 people would die. Or because it's half, that would say for every 200 people, 7 people would die. Now, this is saying that for every 100 people, less than half of people will die. In fact, you could have 200 people and it would still be under one person. You would have to go to 300 to see even one death. Now, someone's going to say, well, 300, that's still pretty small. But here's the thing. That's uh, that's still talking about the people who have gotten the case, uh, gotten it, okay? So at half a percent, that means less than half a percent. That means that if 330 million people in the United States, 1% would be 3.3 million. Now that we see these numbers, that means that if every single American caught COVID, under the percentage mantra, we'd be looking at about half would be 1.6. So... Look at about a million and a half people as a maximum death count is what we could see. Now, that's a lot of people. Okay? That is a lot of people. But at least we can see even more what the ceiling was. Because people, when they were saying 3.5%, made us fear that if everybody caught COVID, we could be facing, what, um, 3% would be 9 million, uh, almost just about 10 million, half of 3.3 uh, another, uh, be about almost 12 million people. So now we're seeing that it could be a million and a half max, you know, is what they're saying. And, it, and there was some estimates saying that it could be as high as that there's 20 people for every one confirmed case. That would cut it down to 0.2%. They have now done the math and found that the death rate for this is variable. Is that the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, it's in the range of that of the flu. Now, here's the thing. The, the, the COVID has been found to be more contagious than the flu um and and uh what's it called like you know we oh my god what was the word they used like it would regrow with something and then go to the next person like you could like apparently you can only pass the single covet so many times like my dad let's just say could pass it to me and i could pass it to my sister my sister maybe could pass it to somebody else and that was it it's like um, they said that the flu had a case of like restructuring. However, the word was, I apologize, of two times. COVID is found to be for three times. So it's actually, it is more contagious at like one and a half times that of the flu. But the death rate is pretty similar. So that's actually good news because the lower the death rate, the better. The lower the death rate, the better because now we can see even more. You know, people were... We had fights, and uh, me being a liberty kind of guy, the idea like, oh, we're shutting down the country for something that could kill maybe three and a half people. And people looked at us as if we were insensitive. Uh, three and a half people, three and a half percent, I'm sorry. Uh, but, and like, okay, so people were saying that it would not affect 99 and a half percent of us. You know, people were trying to make the doomsday thing like, oh, it's three and a half percent. I was like, no, we're seeing it's probably 99 and a half. Now we're seeing with these numbers and with the CDC, CDC saying it's probably... Um, at, you know, 10 times as many people have it, the current numbers now of what we do have for the death rate plus those numbers comes out to about 0.4%. So that does say as more evidence of the idea that it's less than more than nine, less than 90, less than half a percent. So that means 99 and a half percent and more will survive. And that's a good thing. It's even more evidence to say that because now we need to look at even more how much are we willing to shut down the country again. I can tell you this is a quick thing. You know, the protests and the riots that happened, that completely opened the bottle. You can't put genie back in the bottle is what they say. You know, you can't put baby in the corner. And you can't mix mayonnaise with ketchup. Truth be told, people thought you couldn't do that. People did it. Now we have Russian dressing. It's amazing. <laughs> stupid exa stupid thing, but whatever. Um, but now we know this. And with the, with the protests and the riots, they were like, okay, when people were protesting about wanting to reopen the country... People were risking the chance of catching COVID and people saying, oh, you want to kill grandma if you go out to the beach and stuff like that. That was literally the case of like people going out to the beach in Miami, you know, 
Uh, it's like they're telling you all your grandma killed stuff like that. But then the protests and the riots happen for a good, uh, the riots, bad. Protests, good. Good cause, bad. legitimate cause. People don't dispute that. People have said the First Amendment right to protest. I said people should be protesting. You know, it's the First Amendment. Protest for wanting the country to not shut down. Protest for uh, this brutality on this piece of garbage who wore uniform. You know, makes sense. But when the government was coming out and saying we need to, we we are allowing people for uh, what do you call it? What do you call? You know what do you what do you call? I'm, oh my god! Take a sip. <laughs> This mellow is not cold enough as well for me. If I chilled it more, it'd probably be better. I'll just say that. Um, you know. So, and no, Luke, it's not that the right hates peaceful protests. We've been supporting the protests. It's the riots we had a problem with. But once you allow people to come out and protest, like literally the mayor of Chicago lifted the stay-at-home order for the protests. The governor of Michigan reopened the state because of the protests and stuff like that. So that was all good. In that case, that it's for a dumb reason, and what I mean by what I mean by that is people protesting before you wouldn't reopen. Now this happens, you reopen. So it was just dumb like that. Like, oh, we're going to reopen for this. But if it was really that bad, you'd be saying, I mean, think about it. There were people who could not go to their family's funerals because of risk because of COVID. People couldn't go to school. People couldn't go to work. People losing their money to where their businesses are going out of business, literally, and. It's because of all this, because stay at home. But then the protest happens, oh, we're going to stop it. And literally, there's news articles going around saying, oh, going to the restaurant could could cause co- risk you getting COVID. But protests have been proven not to cause COVID. It's, are you kidding me? Tens of thousands? Come on. It's like, you know, you got that. And all those cases. But you want to re- you want to reopen the country for these reasons. Guess what? You have lost the justification to shut down the country again. Now, we have cases like in Texas where the the governor of Texas has halted the reopening of some things he's done. They were already shut down. These things were about to reopen. He's put a pause. I'm not a fan of that. But the thing is, these things were already shut down. You know, some of the things he was doing. Here in Florida, people are trying to want to put in for a second shutdown. And what do you call it? We have a lot of things going on. I, I'll move into this. This is for Liberty News. Mask orders are back. A lot of places already had masks, uh, but a lot of places weren't. And now down here in Florida, they um, they've been moving. They've been moving to do the mask orders again, and some of them pretty stupid. Down here in Florida, Leon County, where Tallahassee, the state capital, is. Orange County, where Orlando is. Uh, Hillsborough County, which has Tampa, Pinellas County, which has Clearwater and St. Pete, and Pasco County, which is just north of Hillsborough and Pinellas, have all ordered uh, mask orders, mandatory, mandatory mask orders. In fact, in Hillsborough County, I think it's like a $300, fine, some kind of big number fine if you get arrested for not wearing your mask, and up to 60 days in jail, you know? Um... Now, I'm just going to say, because I'm looking at the chat room. Look, Colin Kaepernick is a piece of garbage. The guy was going to be cut from the team, so he pulled his crap. The fact is people support the U.S. flag and everything and the idea of uh, and the national anthem. That's what it was. Pe- people can protest, but we don't like defacing the flag and stuff like that. Me, I've gotten to the point I could care less about Colin Kaepernick now. I could care less about if football players are whatever going to kneel. I don't watch sports anymore. If people want to kneel, fine. Because I've always been on the liberty mindset as well. That's where I've been fighting myself. It's like, I, to me, he's being an asshole. He's wearing the pig's. Uh, just up his cop socks. He's doing stuff like that. He wears a Che Guevara shirt, which this, and like he's like, oh, we're about equality. But guess what? Che Guevara would imprison and kill gay people, for God's sakes. Stuff like that. But I've gotten to the point, you know, I had to fight myself. Like, okay, what's what's more, the patriotic part or the liberty part? And I finally was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm done with it. If people want to take a knee, fine, whatever. You know, it's not physically hurting people. So I got out of it. I'll still say Colin Kaepernick's a jackass, but there's that. You know, it's like, there we go. And that's the thing. is like our side did not hate peaceful protests. Our side hated Kaepernick for the crap he would do because of the fact we don't want politics in football. And it got to the point that even ESPN was doing politics. It's like, come on. People want to get away from the crap, you know. But, again, I got away. You know, so I got away from it. If people want to take a knee, take a knee, whatever. 
You know, I, I, I don't care anymore. I'm going to stand for the anthem. And if someone yells at me to take a knee or how dare you stand for it, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I would hope they'd want to take a screen so I could punch them. Because then it's defense by law in Florida. But that's only saying like that. I'm not going to be an aggressor. No, no. Never throw the first punch. That's that's the wrong thing. You're the aggressor. You throw the first punch. You're going to jail. And guess what? Even if I'm on your side, you threw the first punch. You're going to jail. But in any case, back to the news. Um, we These mask orders are going in. And so now, like I mentioned, the stuff with Florida. Now, down here in Florida, there's a state representative who's a libertarian by the name of Anthony Sabatini. He, he's also a lawyer. And he's been filing these lawsuits against these mask orders because they're unconstitutional. He's been winning some cases here or there. When uh, a guy who ran a card shop got arrested for opening his business during the stay-at-home order, uh, Sabatini represented him, and eventually the case was thrown out. Uh, Sabatini, I think, has represented some other cases and has won in similar cases. So now he's he's making the lawsuits for uh, against these stay-at-home order or these mask orders, and it's probably going to pass. Uh, he's probably going to win these lawsuits. So that happens in Lincoln County, Oregon. I'm going to get to Washington State as well. Lincoln County, Oregon. This is a weird one. They issued a uh, mask order, but they said that if you're not white, you don't have to wear the mask. You're exempted. And it's like, are you kidding me? It's like. Um, it's, it's, are you kidding me? So now it's gone on a race thing like that. But, eh, I don't live in Oregon. But I think that's crazy. So it's like saying, okay, with white people, it can pass. With minorities, it can't pass. Now look, here's the thing. Maybe scientifically we could prove that. I mean, supposedly they're saying that the, it's actually heightened among African Americans catching it because, for one reason or another. I don't remember all the medical science of it. You know what? If the medical would have come out and say, hey, we've proven that when it comes to Latinos and Asian Americans, the, the spread is much less, I would look at it and go, okay. Okay. Good for them. Good, good. And, you know, if that's the case, it's like, okay, we don't have to risk as much. So, you know what? If the science came out like that, but there's no science saying that. In fact, there's science saying the opposite way. But, um, I mean, I would hope there's stuff like that that could prove because then we can help try to isolate because then we can figure out uh, even more with certain genes. Okay, this, uh, you know, what's the genes difference between Asian Americans and Caucasian Americans? Can we figure out why is the Asian Americans in this hypothetical situation are getting it less? So can we isolate certain genes? Can we see what the genes are that's different and maybe certain things that's being attacked? That would be a lot of medical science that could be worked in, but it would actually help it be a pathway to figure this stuff out more. You know what I mean? So... In any case. And guess what, Luke? Peaceful People do it all the time. Liberals shit on peaceful protesters all the time. Look at what happened in Michigan when people wanted to peacefully protest at the uh, state capitol. And before people go, like, oh, well, they brought weapons. Yeah, they were still peaceful. And guess what? Michigan's one of the few states, I was fucking shocked by this, that allows firearms in the state capitol building. I did not know that. I did. Law enforcement, obviously. But, I mean, average citizens, you could do that? I, I couldn't believe that. But people were going off on people protesting like uh, at the land at the lake of the ozarks for memorial day or people protesting at the michigan capital or other places because they want this they stay at home orders lifted and people said oh you're killing grandma so guess what both sides people shit on peaceful protesters okay so in any case um so now we go to washington state governor inslee has issued that if you do not wear the mask you could be arrested charged with a crime face a fine and I think even potentially jail time. Meanwhile, only, what, a month or two ago, Inslee released like 1,100 inmates from eight prisons due to the risk of spread of COVID. So people who just don't want to wear a mask can be arrested and face jail. Hardened criminals can be released from jail because of risk of COVID, where they go out into the real world and face even more of a chance of catching COVID, you know? Because they're, facing, they're around people, all other people. But at the same time, they committed actual criminal offenses. So does that mean that the people you arrested for not wearing a mask will be released due to COVID? That's what I'm wondering. And keep in mind, the Washington State prison system, a lot smaller than places like here in Florida or Texas, you know, still it's a lot more than 1,100 people. So it's like they release all these people because of risk of COVID, but you can get arrested for COVID, for not wearing a mask during COVID. That, 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 what do we got? This is the crazy thing. So that's the Liberty News section of this, is the fact that these mask orders. Now, let me point out something clarified. There was a video I watched of this guy that went, this is about a month ago, and he was trying to go into Sam's Club. He didn't wear a mask, and they were telling him he had to leave and stuff like that. Here's the deal. I supported Sam's Club in that case. A private business has the right 
you know, uh, Luke, uh, so you finally accept your side has shit on peaceful protests on this exact issue, and now that peaceful has failed, you also shit on forceful protests. It's almost like you don't want the issue fixed. I want the issue fixed, but rioting is not the way, Luke. They've destroyed the narrative. They've destroyed, the, and I'm going to get into that when it comes to the statues on U.S. news. Um, they destroyed the narrative. 98, 99% of the country supported that when George Floyd was killed, the guy in uniform, I don't even want to call him an officer anymore. He was a piece of garbage, needs to be charged, everything. People supported that. People supported the protests. I supported the protests, people out there. When the rioting started, that was the problem. Uh, and what is the way then? You got, you got to change your local politics, dude. You got to vote. That's the other thing. Okay, let me get into this. People always look at the president. People always look at the governor. People look at senators and sometimes they're congressmen. But you know what I've seen so much while being involved in politics? Nobody knows who that congressman is. Nobody knows who that state representative is. Nobody knows who that state senator is. Nobody knows who their county commission or their city council or city mayors are. Nobody knows that. You need to fix this stuff at the local level. The stuff in Minneapolis, this piece of garbage, does that have, any, have anything to do with the president or even all of Congress? No. The only person that that has any linkage to is Amy Klobuchar, only because apparently she was the county or state attorney or whatever in a case where that invo- or that, that piece of crap, uh, Chauvin, was involved in an incident in the past. So she's only involved for that. As far as that day, she's not involved or anything. But now we got to look at the tactics of the Minneapolis Police Department. Who does that fall on? It falls on the Minneapolis City Council, the Minneapolis Mayor, and the uh, the, the Minnesota Police Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission, POST is what it's called. I don't know if that's what they call it in Minnesota. Some states call that. Down here in Florida, they got some crazy acronym. They don't use the POST name, so it's all different. But POST is an easy way to a name to use, you know? That's an easy name, so I'm just going to use the POST name, the Peace Officers Standards and Training. The, so now you got to look and see what's Minnesota's standards because Minneapolis has to follow that. So is, it, is does the Minnesota Post Stand Commission say that this kind of stuff is allowed? If they uh, allow it, they're culpable. If they don't allow it, it falls back to Minneapolis Police and the City Council. Um, and why didn't you start the peaceful support the peaceful protest when they started that? I did. I was quiet about it, but I support. You know, I wasn't making a lot of posts, but I supported. It. I had friends who protested. I couldn't protest because of my job. I got long hours, and I've been going off on a number of days off. Because of COVID, some people have had to take out. And we haven't had any outbreaks in my job when it comes to COVID, but there have been people who they were exposed to somebody who had COVID, so they had to take COVID leave while they got tested, make sure they tested negative. So a number of people have been taking overtime work as well. So I'm doing that. Um, what was Kaepernick protesting? He was protesting. Uh, the, dude, we're talking about a different time. I'm talking about this stuff, you know. Kaepernick, I could support the cause until he started going off with like wearing, you know, so, uh, you know, with groups, you know, kill, uh, talking about what do we want, dead cops, you know, he's wearing socks that's uh, saying co- all cops are pigs and stuff, kill, roast pigs, kill pigs. Then he destroyed the narrative because I hate police brutality. I cannot stomach the idea. People know I used to be a military policeman. I can't stomach anybody who's an abusive police officer, an excessive force police officer. We got to look at the exa- at the incident, and the reason why I say that was, did he go zero to did he go uh, not zero to sixty, but did he go like thirty or forty to sixty in the incident and use too much force? And was it like okay, uh, okay, he needs to get a reprimand, maybe retraining, counseling, all these different things. So it wasn't meant to be an aggressive way. Did he just go too much? Um, something like that. You got to look at because some of those excessive force incidences will become police brutality. People are going to be like, oh, well, you have different instances like that. Look, there are some cases where an excessive force will be police brutality, and that's garbage. You'll have people that will do excessive force, and it's like they just put too much force in. Retraining, counseling, potentially reprimand. If it was too much and it caused negligent damage and harm to a person, potentially be fired. You know, that's not to say we treat the person like he's a hardened uh, criminal or racist, but if, he, if, if it was too much that way, seriously hurt somebody... You know, like, okay, you're just supposed to grab the person, put them in handcuffs, and they broke an arm. It's like, I didn't mean to do it, I swear. You know what? Do I believe the person, the officer saying they didn't mean to do it? I could. I got to watch the video. But does that mean the person's going to keep their job? Eh. Good chance, probably not. Because you got to see, what was the intent? In the case of Chauvin, garbage. Horrible, you know? Um, so that's the thing. You know, and again, Luke, guess what? You're saying he was prote- he was prote- he was protesting police brutality. He again destroyed the narrative when he wanted to, when he was talking when he was with groups calling for dead cops. That was a problem. You know, that's the same thing with the riots. Protests are legitimate. The protests are damaged right now because of all these riots. Because now you got people, a lot of white people too, 
going off and destroying properties, setting places on fire, doing all this stuff. And you got, I've watched so many videos of people who are protesting, telling them to stop it, stop destroying this stuff. And they didn't want that to happen. You know, the one guy, um, this really hit me. You know, he's screaming, why'd you burn down my business? You know, you, you hate the white people? Fine, but why'd you got to burn it down? You know what I mean? Um, and here's the thing, you're saying if an excessive force of brutality case can be proven, you should go to prison for assault on this case murder. In that case, yes. But here's the thing, what was the excessive force? Was he supposed, supposed to apply force? Because guess uh, that's the thing. Was he supposed to apply some kind of force in this situation? That's why the annoying thing is there's a lot of – most of the cases, you got to treat every single individual. You can't use a blanket result and, and solution. you got to look at every case to figure it out. That's the thing. You know, uh, Here's an example. Guy's speeding, driving 60 in a 50. Um, are you, are you, you pull him over for speeding. Okay, you're going to give him a ticket? Could be. Now, guy says, um, I'm taking my wife to the hospital. She's, you know, she's, something's really wrong. She's, she's breathing. She's hurting really bad. I'm going to, if I were the cop, I'd let him go. I'd probably provide a police escort. If he says my wife is pregnant and in labor, me personally, I've seen videos of cops still giving the ticket. Oh my God. Why? You know, I'm going to provide, I would provide a police escort for that guy and I would let him go. I I would, because of his wife's in labor. It's like, okay, he's speeding for God's sakes. That's where you got to treat different cases. I've been pulled over for speeding. I've gotten tickets for speeding. Did I speed each time? Yes. Did I deserve the ticket? Hate to say it. I deserved it each time. I, every time I got a ticket, I, I deserved it. You know? Um, but So you got to treat it with different cases. Sometimes you're going to look at a case and go, ah, I'm going to go cut the guy slack. So you got you cannot do a blanket. That's why you look at prison sentences for crimes. There's, there's a range you know, manslaughter, was it manslaughter in the second degree, for example? I always remember this from Law and Order. Eight and a half to 15 years. Depends on the case. You know, was it vehicular manslaughter? Was it just beating a guy up and it happened to die? Were you trying to cause serious harm that could kill? Are you pleading guilty to manslaughter so you don't get a murder charge, so you can get a higher sentence? You know what I mean? you got to look at that. You know, And you say no sympathy, excessive force of brutality can be proven. Again, there's police brutality, and then there can be excessive force for what's the case, okay? If you have to take somebody down to the ground and use a little too much force when taken down, you got to look at the case and see what it was. You have to look at the case. You can't treat them all the same. That's why, like I said, that's why we have ranges for prison sentences in many cases. But now I'm getting off topic, and I need to get back on because I'm going to – I would go on to this for – hours upon <laughs> i've done that before but so we got these masks and everything happening and here's the thing i don't wear a mask i'm not going to wear a mask except if a business says to me we require masks guess what uh guess what here's the thing i'm going to um wear the mask because a private business that's the thing i can't like i've seen these videos Private companies have every right. If you're out on public, people can make the argument. If you're out on a public road, walking, and, you, and people say you need to wear a mask, no, I'm, on, I'm out in public. Government can't do that. And I do believe that it's. Uh, I do. I personally believe it's unconstitutional. These mask orders. Now, if a private business wants to say you have to wear a mask, guess what? That's the. Pri- it's a private. That's why it's called the private sector. Private businesses have that right. I, I keep. A, I, you know, I went to Walmart just now. Uh, right before I came here. And um, I bought some stuff. I didn't bring a mask with me. If they said, sir, you got to wear a mask now, I got a mask in my car. I would have, I, I, I would go back and I'd grab it. And the only reason I would do that is because I was stupid enough to forget to put it in my pocket. <laughs> I actually checked my pockets when I went in the Walmart. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to make me wear a mask at some point. I'm seeing a lot of people not wearing a mask, so I knew I was fine. But then I'm checking my pocket. I'm like, oh, I forgot it. So I would have done that. Private businesses can do that. You know, they have every right. So, okay. Um, U.S. news. Uh, a little bit of uh, foreign news as well, because this happened in the U.K. and I don't, I don't, I don't like that. You know, but you know, th- this is the problem that I have. Uh, statues are being toppled. Now, Donald Trump made this prediction a few years back, and people called him crazy, idiotic, stupid. When it was the argument for wanting to take down Confederate statues a couple of years ago, like the Charlottesville incident, um, he said, 
Okay, we take down, uh, he doesn't want to rewrite history, but we take down the Confederate statues. What then? It's not going to stop. They're going to want to take down more. And people said, no, we just want, we beat the Confederates. We should not be honoring these people. Stuff like that. And he was saying, what then? We're going to have more statues being taken down. Well, here we are. People have now been taking down statues of Christopher Columbus. Guess what? People divided. I like the guy. Back then, brutality happened a lot. The guy found uh, found in his exploration. I I don't like the guy. He's not my friend. If I could go back in time, I don't think I would outright go and shake his. I would. I mean, there was like some kind of parliament meeting or something. He's speaking, speaking and talking about when he found the new land and reported back when he got back to the Iberian Peninsula. I'd want to listen in on that because I want to hear a first taste of when people find stuff, you know, and explores. I'd go back to Captain James Cook. I would go to like, uh, you know, I would love to listen to the court trials of uh, Bonnie and Reed and Bonnie and Mary Reed, two badass female pirates from the Caribbean, stuff like that. And get and here's the thing: you say Confederate statues should be taken down, and Columbus shouldn't be on it. Shouldn't be on it. Guess what? I want to keep them all up, all of them. Not Jefferson Davis; he was president. Robert E. Lee and, Tom, and Jackson; they just did it because they 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 couldn't betray the state of Virginia. People forget the mindset back then. But I, I don't believe in taking down the statues. I'd rather keep them up. But meanwhile, what do we also see? Washington has been taken down. Thomas Jefferson has been taken down. Roosevelt's been taken down. Lincoln's been taken down. Andrew Jackson they tried taking down in D.C. And they're looking at doing the same thing in New Orleans. Ulysses S. Grant, the Union general who defeated the Confederates, the man who was against slavery, the man who married in, uh, married a woman that he loved to death who was from a slave family. He was gifted a slave, and then he freed the slave Two years before, and guess what? I don't care if Jefferson was a hypocrite. It's the 1700s, Luke. I don't care. You cannot use hindsight for what great people did back then. Because guess what? We could use foresight and attack every single person that's smoking uh, pot and cocaine with it legalized. You know, talking about other stuff. You know, there's always this kind of stuff. You can, if sudden is the practice or the custom, you cannot attack people for that. Guess what? I don't like abortion. But I'm not going to attack a woman who had an abortion because guess what? It's legal in this country. I'm not. I, it, she's doing something that's a legal act. I don't like it. I'm, I can't stomach it. I used to be a big supporter. I can't stomach it. But guess what? She's doing a legal act. I'm not going to attack her for that. Can't. It's just not in me to attack someone for doing something that's legal. Was slavery a horrible thing? It was a horrible thing. I'm actually glad slavery happened in the U.S. in the United States only because we helped with the Western world getting rid of it by the time we finally hit the breaking point to destroy it. And guess what? Slavery still exists in this planet. Where? In West Africa, in the Middle East, Qatar, Qatar, depending on how you pronounce it, has a lot of, of forms of slavery. Mauritania, it's they got rid of slavery like I think they passed a bill in like the 1980s and then they did it again in like 2005 where they refunded. But they don't practice that law. They don't practice the law you know what i mean they don't pra- they don't really practice it it's estimated that as high as 14 percent of the population of mauritanian of mauritania of mauritanians being slaves 14 percent is high you know it, it, it's like so the western world has gotten rid of slavery i mean well we have human trafficking and that's a horrible thing that is modern day slavery i mean that is that but we have no laws that support slavery we condemn human trafficking all that shit you know um and here's the thing, Luke, you're saying Jefferson was against slavery in his writing and for in his actions. Actions speak louder than words. Here's the problem. You make a good point on that. You make a valid point. Jefferson did consider slavery to be an abomination. Here was the problem that he had. Jefferson was part of the committee that was to write the Declaration of Independence. He wrote the Declaration of Independence, but he was part of a small committee that included people like John Adams and Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin is the one who actually pulled some of the lines that he had in his original draft that included uh, some things when it came to slavery. Um, And the reason Benjamin Franklin did not like slavery either, but Benjamin Franklin was probably one of the greatest politicians in our history because he knew how to play the politics. He was a great man. Great man. He knew how to represent us when he was representing us as an envoy in England for like a decade or however many years it was. He knew how to get us going back in like the 1750s and 60s during the Seven Years' War about at the original time of talking like the idea of separating and uniting together and stuff like that as a collective body. And he knew how to represent in the Continental Congress. And that's the reason why he became president. People are going to say he was a president. He was president of Pennsylvania. Back then, 
The original idea was the states would be separate, so they were supposed to have presidents, and it was to be a confederation congress. That's where they, they got the idea for the confederacy, because we originally were supposed to be a confederation. We were a confederation from 1783 to 1789. Um, and so he was president of Pennsylvania. It was supposed to be an independent country. Uh, he knew that the Declaration of Independence had to be garnered to, to get support from all 13 colonies. And he knew that there would be some Virginians who would not support the Declaration of Independence if it included stuff against slavery. He knew that it would do the same thing in North Carolina, in Georgia, in South Carolina, even including rich people in New York. So guess what? They had it pulled. Jefferson was not a big fan of that, but it got pulled. So um, he wouldn't be showing massive hypocrisy, but, he, but as thus was a hypocrite. Technically, he's a hypocrite, but the fact was he had to get all the states. The mindset was... Work on independence now, abolition later. Took a lot longer than it should have, I will say. But the idea was independence at the time. So, pick and choose. Can't win all your battles at, at the beginning. Again, should have happened much sooner. A lot sooner. But, Jefferson still helped mold this country. He represented us in France and helped uh, and helped out at the uh, with maintaining our relationship in the early years of our nation. As a confederation, he came back and became our secretary of state and continued that relationship. He became our second ever vice president and worked in a true, the first of a true coalition government, if you look at it. Because John Adams was a federalist, but George Washington was an independent. Now you got the Democratic Republican, that's Jefferson. Jefferson was the president of the Senate, a.k.a. the vice president, with the federalist. John Adams, and they worked together in many ways. They had a lot of butt butting heads, which is what led to the 1800 election between Jeff Jefferson and Adams, which led to Adams coming in third place between Jefferson and Aaron Burr, which led to Jefferson getting that one vote or two votes from uh, from uh, a guy from Delaware, which led to him becoming president and Aaron Burr becoming vice president. He got the Louisiana Purchase. He built up and maintained our relationship with France even more so after the... Uh, the Marshall Plan, I think it was what it was called, where they got, finally resolved everything between the U.S. and France. You know, Jefferson did so many great things. I am, that's why he's on our $2 bill. We barely make $2 bills, but we still do. He's on our $2 bill, he's on our nickel, and he needs to be on it. Teddy Roosevelt, for God's sakes, is, is my favorite president of all time. And they're, they're taking down his stuff. Abraham Lincoln, they defaced. J Andrew Jackson, one of our greatest presidents, in my opinion. A Democrat. Not perfect, but nobody's perfect. Like, here's the best part. Nobody ever brings up who's perfect. Nobody ever brings up a person that we have a monument of that was perfect. Even people that people thought were perfect back then, no one sees as perfect. People just t took down a statue of Billy Graham, the, re the, the, the reverend, Reverend Billy Graham. I don't agree with all of Billy Graham's mindset, but for God's sake, you're taking down his statue? Come on. They took down Ulysses S. Grant, the man who who got one slave when he married his wife as a gift from his in-laws. And what did he do? He freed the slave in 1859. Two years later, he's in the Union Army during the Civil War. He eventually goes to the point where four years later, defeats Robert E. Lee and wins the Civil War and helps unite this country. Man was a stark abolitionist. He was a Republican and he hated slavery. They've been facing and destroying his statues. Matthias Baldwin, Matthias Baldwin, depends on who you are, how you pronounce it. Most people would say Matthias, people would say Matthias, whatever. They took, they they defaced his statue. You know, the, I saw that rap, epic rap battle. That was a good rap battle. Um, there was uh, they took, they defaced his statue. Matthias Baldwin was a stark abolitionist, stark abolitionist. He wanted to free slaves, and they defaced his statue. Francis Scott Key. They defaced, they destroyed his statue. They toppled it. He's the guy who wrote the Star Spangled Banner. Are you kidding me? Juniper Serra, the first ever Catholic saint, they took down his statue out in California. In England, they, 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 they're trying to take down Winston Churchill. And his, uh, going along, along with Baldwin, his the big one, that just shows that they just want to destroy it. Because guess what? One of the things in the Marxist doctrine, in anarchy, in socialism, in communism, they say that you got to destroy a country's history. You get rid of their history, you take away from their history, you can destroy their culture even more. They, If you're taking down Grant and Baldwin... And key, you're doing just that. And here's the best one to sum it up. They defaced the monument to the 54th Massachusetts Infantry Regiment. Who was the 54th? It was an all-black 
regiment from the Massachusetts uh, militia, um, Massachusetts militia, U.S. Army. It, it was different back then the way this, the state militias worked. Now we call it the National Guard. Uh, the 54th Massachusetts Regiment was a Massachusetts regiment, an all-black regiment, led by, yes, some white officers like Colonel Robert Goodshaw, who supported them. They fought in battle. They were heroic. Watch the movie Glory. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they, he, the, the movie's amazing. Denzel Washington plays in it. He plays as a, a black sergeant. I forgot his name, and I hate to say that. Uh, but he was actually one of the, the first black uh, Medal of Honor recipients. The 54th Massachusetts Regiment is iconic, and they deface their statue. What this shows is these guys are just destroying statues. Why does Billy Graham have a statue? I don't remember where. Probably from his hometown, if I would assume. I I, I just saw the posting about it today, but I didn't read exactly the location and who owned the statue. Uh, it could have been a private statue, or it could have been something from the city he's from. I don't know. But you cannot... Uh, the, uh, Donald Trump predicted this and said, they're going to take away all of our statues. And people said, no, we're not. Just Confederates. Guess what? Here we are, these years later, all of them. You know, I don't think any statue should be removed. And here's the thing. I'm not just talking about Americans. Nobody should be taken and defacing the statue of Pierre Trudeau in Canada. Nobody should be defacing Winston Churchill, the greatest statesman in the history of the world. I will say that till the day I die. There's a reason why my final thesis for my history degree was on Churchill. Love the guy. We can go to different countries, you know, Colonel Nasser, Abdel Nasser, the guy who uh, revolted and made independence from the British Empire uh, for Egypt. Very controversial guy. But guess what? If Egypt's got a statue on him, keep it. Keep it. I wouldn't want it to be toppled. You know? I wouldn't even want Egyptians to topple it. Here's another one. Quick thing on the Confederates. Uh, people say, oh, so you like, do you think that this statue's for Hitler or Nazis in Germany? Yeah. Not Hitler. Not Hitler, not some of the other high-ranking Nazis like Goering and Goebbels. But at my base in Germany, we had two monuments dedicated to the German soldiers from my base. My base used to be a German base before we took it at the end of the war. Dedicated to German soldiers who were stationed at the base that I was stationed at uh, who died in the war. We put all monuments for our troops that died right next to them. We had monuments all the way going up to the Gulf War veterans on our base in the center square. Monuments to the German soldiers. Same thing goes because, like, there's Confederate statues down here to honor as memorials to those who died in the war. I don't want the, those are the ones I really don't want taken down. And people would say, "Oh, so think Nazis did?" Yes, we had them on my base. The Germans made them, and they were on my base. We had them right next. So there you go. Um, and I've never heard you criticize a single fuck up from the right. Trust me, Luke, I do. You want to know one thing I say? When I say I want term limits, you know who's one of the first people I want out of office, for example? Mitch McConnell. There you go. So, I've covered the U.S. news. I've covered COVID. I've covered Liberty. Liberty Grounds News. I'm leaving Facebook. I'm done. I'm pissed off. You know, a quick thing. I'm going to get back to that because this whole topic, everything I'm talking about, is First Amendment expression. People need to protest. Guess what's in the... I, I said I was going to do this for constitutional topics, and guess what? I'm going to read off the verbatim of the First Amendment, okay? Because I'm going to come back to my Liberty Grounds news, okay? The First Amendment. I keep a copy, a pocket copy of the Constitution with me uh, at work. Congress shall make... Quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. That's, so the first thing about it is religion. Or the prohibiting of the exercise thereof, which means there's no state-sponsored religion, but there's no restriction against religion. Good. Okay. Or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Peaceful protest. Yet that stupid idiot Chris Cuomo on CNN. Where does it say that protests need to be peaceful? In the First Amendment, you idiot. Right of the people to peacefully assemble. That's what protesting is. You know what protesting is? I'll show you. Of the five freedoms in the First Amendment. Um, I was Pelosi out on the left. Uh, yeah, no, I, I want Pelosi out, obviously. But I, I want Mitch McConnell out just as fast. Uh, literally, throw them both out. Um, you know what protesting encompasses? Uh, the right to petition. Okay. doesn't have to just be physical. It could be all verbal. You know, a verbal petition. We all want blur. That's protesting. That, that goes with freedom of speech. Now, petition is considered to be a physical form. But to me, petitioning could also be verbal, which goes to the right to people to assemble. We've assembled together to petition this, as we say, what is on the petition. 
Those three things right there. Now, you could write it out, too, and give it out to the people. That's the press. Those four encompasses are of, of uh, protesting. Now, you could protest as well uh, about religion and faith, but that's not the main crux of it. The main crux of protesting will include freedom of speech and assembly. And in my the way I view things, a petition could be verbal, which goes back to speech, like that. And then you got press, which print it out and give it out to the people as well. So there you go. You, you put that... Um, uh, you know, you put that combined. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. Um, so that's what I've been arguing today. So my freedom uh, overall is considered the freedom of expression amendment because all five of those consider expression. Um, the idea of wearing the mask I do think is unconstitutional. Um, the fact of toppling our statues of people voicing out. You want to peacefully protest? I support peaceful protesting. I support it. One hundred percent support it. I want people to protest. I do. I know I'm hardlining in my views, but I want people to protest. Let people know what you think. That's what that's what I consider. You know, CM Punk wrestling fans know CM Punk considered the microphone. He what do you call it? A pipe bomb. That's what I consider my microphone right here as I'm talking. It's my weapon. It's a way for me to talk. I am protesting when I speak my opinion. Anytime you speak your opinion, it's a protest. If it's against something that you, uh, I mean, if it's something you want, I don't know if that counts as a protest or as, a, as an endorsement. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's what I view it as. You know what I mean? So there, there you go. You got that. That's what I view this. When I'm griping about something, to me, this is protesting. So. We come back to my last news for Liberty Grounds that I'm at 52 minutes just about on the recording. I'm leaving Facebook. I'm done. I've been censored three times in the last six, seven weeks. It's garbage. I've been censored because people didn't like my post and stuff like that. And they were not bad posts, but they censored me. What does censor mean on Facebook? They what, they didn't use the word censor. They've said restricted. We're restricting you from some of Facebook's features. You know what's the key engulfment of that? My posts don't get posted to people's walls. My followers don't get to see my posts. The people that follow me, that want to see my news and my, the, see the news and my opinions, um, are not seeing it. That's the biggest thing. I got posts that reach up. I just had a post. It was a funny picture. Talking about the, all oh, the, saying you're voting for Joe Biden because you don't like Donald Trump is saying that you're going to eat a dog turd because you don't like broccoli. Do you know how many people I've gotten for that post alone? 26,000. It's reached 26,000 people. My best post ever was the China COVID one, the map, the one that took the flag of China and replaced the stars with golden coronaviruses. And I got over 500,000 people, like 540,000, probably 550,000 people. Guess what happened? Uh, guess what happened? They took my post down. I got censored. I've been censored three times. This last one, I was gonna, I was gonna be done after the second one. I'm officially gonna be done on this third one because this is what pisses me off. This right here really pissed me off. There was a video Project Veritas put out where they got people who were considered Facebook insiders. There's a company called Cognizant that got contracted by Facebook to hire social media coordinators and directors and shit like that. And they opened an office down in Tampa. Okay? And uh, they were hiring a lot of people. And guess what? People are liberally minded. Okay. Everyone has their views to their opinion. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine with me. One of the best things about this country is we have different political views. I have said that how many times? People need to have political differences, personal differences, religious differences. We need that. I, I will, I never, do I want more Republicans in office? Yes. Do I want more libertarians in office? Yes. But do I want a one party system? No. You know what you get when you have one party? Communist China. I don't want that. Okay? I want people to talk with different views. There's a reason why I am friends with people who are who are registered Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, Constitution Party, Reform Party, Veterans Party, Independent, and that's just in the United States. I got people in the UK, in Australia, in Canada, just off the top of my head, that are like conservatives or liberals or nationals or or, or Labour, Brexit, all different views. I am I don't want friends of just one political party. I don't want friends with just people who agree with me. I don't want that. Because guess what? People who differ from me, there's sometimes I know I'm writing a topic and I can help educate them why to think like that. Or more importantly, why I think the way I do. Because here's the thing. What I love most is not when people agree with me, but at least people understand why I think the way I think. Because at least that that's makes things cordial. We don't have to agree, but we can understand why we think each other. There's a lot of things with liberals 
I understand why they support the way they support it. And I, I support them. I got a friend of mine who, when it comes to abortion, I won't vote for abortion. But guess what? The way they say why they support abortion, if they were a politician, I'd defend them. Not the cause, I'd defend them. Because at least their reasoning makes sense. They at least make a reasonable sense why they say what they say. You know? I'm not going to defend the topic, I'll defend them. That's what it is. But anyway, back to Facebook. This is video where they this guy puts a hidden camera and he talks to multiple people out of Tampa, Cognizant, Facebook. And these people, I would say that if people are posting and they're wearing a MAGA hat, I'm deleting it. I'm deleting them. I'm going to ban them. I'm going to restrict. One guy outright says that we could. he doesn't ban people, but what he does is restrict. So he restricts their pages and their posts so people don't see it. There are dozens of people in this video. I post the video on my Facebook page. I post the video on the Liberty Grounds Facebook page. Literally. And until you get to a day, until you get to 24 hours... The post shows how many minutes or hours ago. You know what I mean? Literally, it says, three minutes ago, I have this screenshot. Three minutes ago, my post showing finally proof about, uh, verified proof about Facebook's bias. You know what I mean? Three minutes ago. And what does it then say? One minute ago, I got a notification from Facebook. Your your page, Liberty Grounds, uh, I got the screenshot. I'm going to read it verbatim. Right there. Your page, Liberty Grounds, is restricted from accessing some Facebook features. One minute ago. When you click on the notification, content not found. The page you requested cannot be displayed right now. It may be temporarily unavailable. The link you clicked on may be broken or expired, or you may not have permission to view this page. Back to home. I've had that all three times I've been restricted. All three times. So literally, I got the screenshot right here. Liberty Grounds, finally enough proof on Facebook and their bias. And I didn't write Facebook, I wrote FB. But they're following the Washington Times article, and there's multiple other articles, about this Project Veritas video. And what happened, three minutes ago I posted it. And now it says right there, one minute ago your face, your page Liberty Grounds is restricted. I literally posted the, the post, and two minutes later I got restricted. I am done with Facebook. I am pissed off with it. I am done with this censoring of the First Amendment because I have different views from Facebook. Liberals should have their plat- uh, should have their way to speak. And when I say their platform, I mean their personal platform, their page, their page. Conservatives should have their platform. Libertarians, reformers, greeners. That would you call them? Greens, greens, what, greeners, whatever. Everyone should have their platform. Whatever the speech is, everyone should have their free speech. So here's the deal. Luke asked the idea, you know... Um, um, you know, how can we contact you in the in the future? Guess what? I'm moving the I've moved to Paula and MeWe. I have a personal page on MeWe. I'm waiting until I get enough friends that I'm going to pay because that's the one thing that's bad about MeWe is they charge I think two dollars a month for you to run a page. So I'm going to wait till I get a lot of friends, a lot of friends, so I can build up the Liberty Grounds page, and I'm going to pay and make the page. Uh, two gra- two bucks a month is nothing. I could do that. I'm just waiting until I get a good amount of people. You know what I mean? Uh, Paula, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I built it up. Barely done it. Uh, barely done much. Uh, it's only a small following of people. Uh, but I'm getting there. You know, I'm pretty restricted. I got 400 followers over there. Keep in mind, I've got less than 700 on Facebook. So I keep it going. I could be, I could be fine. And, um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be on Paula now. P-A-R-L-E-R. It is conservative ran. Supposedly Dan Bongino is a co-owner of the company or something. I think, I don't know. I only found this out recently. I've, I've, I've had Paula for a bit now. Uh, but I've got Paula and MeWe. So if you want to follow me, uh, the best way is to get a Paula account. And I'm at Liberty Grounds. And it's the same logo and it's the same backdrop as on the Facebook page. And that's where I'm going to be on. That's where I'm going to be posting. You want to contact me, you can contact me there. I am getting, I'm officially getting with the Johnny Florida Facebook page in the next day or so. I've had a number of people message me, asking me, how am I going to keep in contact with you? You know, and stuff like that, which is, which is nice. You know, I didn't voice my disconcern of why. I just said I'm done with a lot of this garbage. So I'm deleting the page. I didn't say why because the Johnny Florida Facebook page, I've had, um, uh, I tend to keep politics out of it for the most part. So I'm coming up to an hour right now. Um, you know, stuff like that. I'm talking about you as a personal friend. That's how you can comment and contact me, dude, is through Paula. Because I'm not, because Paula is like Twitter. I'm going to go a couple minutes over. MeWe is the same layout as Facebook. Paula is set up like Twitter. 
I'm not making two different pages, one for me, one for Liberty Grounds. I'm just doing the Liberty Grounds parlor page. And that's it. You can contact me through that. That's how I'm going to be doing it. Because I'm not going to make a second page. Uh, I, I, I'm good. I, I don't need that. And that's what I'm going to do. So here's one thing I'm going to see what Luke had said. The one and only reason I, why I wouldn't be friends with conservatives on the grounds of politics is that they refuse to be friends with liberals. If me simply being a liberal is enough to turn them off me, then I don't want to know them. That's fair. That's the same way I feel. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I know a single conservative who doesn't have at least one liberal friend. Now, here's the problem. There are people I know who won't be friends with liberals in the part of the... We got, we got cut off at the end on the recorder. Um, that's fine. I'm going to just, uh, it's just a couple more minutes. But no, like he said that, you know, he, he knows our agriculture commission and said she's a good person. I'm like, well, at least that's good. At least I know she's actually a, a good person, you know. There's been people I've always known that are good people, completely disagree with their views. But I'm like, look, as a person, I don't hate them. As a person, they're a good person, you know. And I'm glad for that. That, that right there is a big thing. Because there's been people I knew, I've known, that have the same views, but they're not good people. I don't like that. That's why I don't like Mitch McConnell. I don't think he's a good person. Could he be good to his wife? Sure. Does he have kids? I don't know. But he could be good to his kids. Could be good to family. Could be good to friends. But I don't I don't think in general he's actually a good person. I really don't. I don't like Mitch. No. Mitch the bitch. <laughs> so, uh, this is what I'm going to get out of here. Follow me on Paula at Liberty Grounds. Uh, MeWe. I'm not talking about that yet because I only get the personal thing and I'm not putting that out until I make the public page. Um, but check out MeWe, M-E-W-E, and Paula is P-A-R-L-E-R. Check them out. If you're tired of censorship, even liberals don't get censored on these pages. If you're tired of censorship, go to MeWe and Paula. Set yourself up there. Um, other than that, yeah. I'm going to be, um, uh, no, and I know you just point out the one reason why you wouldn't. I got that. No, that's fine. Uh, that's why I said it. I agree with you. I agree with you. If someone's like, oh, I can't be friends with liberals, why? Why? You know? I don't think I know a single person who agrees 100% with the Republican Party. I don't. I know I don't. I actually took that I side with quiz and found that I actually agree more with the Constitution Party. But I will say I'm a one-topic thing when it comes to the Constitution Party. Why do I not support the Constitution Party? They basically want the Bible to be the Constitution. Can't support that. Separation of church and state. I'm all supportive of the federal government. Like, oh, we recognize Christmas as a holiday and Easter as a holiday. That's fine. Personal. If someone said, well, why don't you recognize Hanukkah? Pick a day. The first day, the eighth day. Give me the fourth the fourth day. Say, let the Jewish community come out and say, we want this day to be treated as an official holiday because of Judaism. I'll, su- I'll support it. I, I don't see a problem with that. Go for it. Especially when you have jobs like, okay, we need to figure out how we're going to run the businesses. This is what you do. Any Jewish employees, okay, they get off on the Hanukkah day, uh, the federal holiday for Hanukkah, and then they work on the Christmas holiday and vice versa. If anything, it works out in my mind. Because now you cut off on holiday pay. Um, I support that. Yeah. But separation of church and state. You know? Uh, in any case. Yeah, that is a big part about Jefferson. You know? Uh, so yeah, but in any case, that's the thing. So I'm going to get out of here. Here's the deal. Future episodes. I have been very sporadic with this. I'm going to be working on it. Future episodes of Liberty Grounds. I plan on doing much more isolated topics on the constitution next week. Next, next episode will be on the second amendment. We're going to have fun. It's going to be in order. What I want to do is work on the amendments first. And when we get down to the 27th amendment, be done. I'm going to go to articles of the constitution and go from there. So, there's that. Um, I also plan down the road of doing episodes where I'm going to interview a friend of mine who's of a different political party. I got a, I got friends of mine who are libertarians. I got a friend of mine who's a reformer. And I got a friend of mine who's a constitutional party. And I could easily get them to come on and do like a 30-minute show. So, that's what I want to do that. I want to get to where – because I want people to better understand these different parties. I want people to better understand these political parties because what I'm going to end this with with a quote, okay? But I firmly believe in people better understanding because look, I want Republicans to have the to be in government. I want Republicans to be the majority. I want Republicans to do all that. But 
I'm not against pe- I'm not against people for voting differently. I want people to vote to think differently and stuff like that. And I want people not just be stuck on the idea like, oh, I got to be Democrat or Republican. No, 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 look at it. Figure out if you're a different party. I had a friend of mine who did a who did the test, and they were surprised that um, they uh, agreed with the Libertarian Party as much as they did. They never thought of themselves as a Libertarian. They they support liberty, sure, but yeah. Um, you know, and now, like, my guy Luke, he's like, I'm a one-issue voter. It was Brexit, that's done, now it's drug legalization. I don't want to be a one-topic guy. The Constitution Party, just, it's such a big deal about the idea of mimicking the Bible with the Constitution. I'm like, I, I can't do that. I can't. So, in any case, um, like, if they were to get, if they were to get away with that, I'd be more supportive of the Constitution Party. You know, the Constitution Party's been feeling some breakups as of late. Uh, like one or two state parties when they were doing their state pri- with their national convention, uh, didn't support the Constitution Party candidate, Don Blankenship. They actually went for Justin Amash with the Libertarian Party. When he dropped out, they did other stuff. So it's kind of funny, actually, what's going on there. Uh, there's gonna be some problems. The Reform Party's getting an upsurge, I'll give you that. So, I'm gonna do that kind of stuff and go from there. So, uh, with that, this has been the Liberty Grounds, and I'm going to tell you one last thing, and this is the quote I'm going to use. It's a quote that's a personal favorite of mine, and I believe it rings true for liberty, and it goes well for the elections. John Quincy Adams, sixth president of the United States. Always vote for principle, though you may vote alone, and you may cherish the sweetest reflection that your vote is never lost. <laughs>